Welcome to a rock. Oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> we need some music. We need like. You know. We need some intro music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was that over here? What was that? Do 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 do. That's uh, the old music. All right. Do 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 do. Whatever. Do 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 do. Do 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 do. Do 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 do. Go ahead, Don. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. This week on Erotic Awakening, day-to-day power exchange, live people, and your biggest turn-on. Among other perks, Patreon supporters get free Kickstarter cards and books, as well as discounts to Dan and Dawn events like today's upcoming, or today's ongoing, Power Exchange Unconference. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dawn. How are you now? I'm doing all right. So as of about five minutes ago, you were not aware we were doing a podcast no, right here, right now. the sign says Dan. It does not say Dan and Dawn. Yeah, well, you know, that's day-to-day power exchange for you. Exactly. What I do, you do. Unless I don't want you to do it. Based on some of the notes I got at the power exchange conference, there's a lot of things I don't want you to be doing. Sounds like it. So we have a lot of training to do. Uh, before we get... After 20 years, we have a lot of training to do it. Yeah, we finally got it straight. Okay. Um, we are at the Power Exchange Unconference. We do have a live audience with us today. Um, there's a lot of you fuckers, and suddenly I'm all nervous and shit. We have a few comments, but our topic, and the first thing we're going to talk about, is this idea of day-to-day power exchange. So, Don, you and I have been doing, according to your caller, we started on March... 3rd. Of... 01. That's 2001. That sure. is... Do you know that there In are... In March, it'll be 19 years. Tomorrow's our 18th wedding anniversary. March will be 19 years collared. And August will be 21 years living together. And throughout that time, mm-hmm. you and I have stayed in a power exchange relationship. Yes. There's been some highs and lows. And highs a lot of happens. day-to-day power exchange stuff that's happened. Mm-hmm. And in that length of time... I mean, there's the, the basic day-to-day of, I got to get up, I got to go to work, you got to get yourself up, somebody's got to walk the dog, somebody's got to make my lunch. Guess who does that? Me. Of course. <laughs> um, we got bills to pay, we have good sex days, we have not great sex days as well. I don't want to record that I do bad sex. <laughs> I will we've say that lost houses, we've lost dogs, we've lost family members, we've kicked a son out, we've been told we're too weird by another son, we've had, and then he found out what we really did. And then <laughs> we, we've had a granddaughter, we've had, so we've had all kinds of stuff over the last 20 years. But the, the, the day-to-day polyamor, or day-to-day power exchange, mm-hmm. For you, what has what is it that keeps the power exchange alive on a day-to-day with all the mundane? How do you get through all this mundane shit that we're doing? And I will say we have a live audience here, so after Dawn answers this, we certainly this is a facilitate discussion. We've got a good twenty-five people in here. So I, I will. Right, I will ask. Uh, maybe we should do hand. <coughs> Ooh, better yet, let's do a. Dun, 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 dun. You can do a talking stick thing. Yes. Awesome. Talking water. Frozen talking water bottle. Talking water bottle. So you can't so, talk unless you have the bottle. The, the reason for this is this. So if you want the water bottle, just raise your hand. Let the person who's got the water bottle know. And suddenly I've got all the control in the podcast. You do. You, you just talked. Ha <laughs> <sighs> um, ha. Well, you can't open another fucking... <laughs> <laughs> you 
the only one talking water about. All right. So all this day-to-day mundanity, right? Um, everything from the just just the the fucking life can be monotonous sometimes, mm-hmm. right? Um, and the vanilla creeps in because that. Let me is, give you the talking water you bottle. You told me I was supposed to answer. Yes. So you're gonna say something about vanillas. So not so much, but the day-to-day things over the twenty years. Don't open the fucking talking bottle. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very complex pod. As you can, those that have only listened to the podcast, now that you see how it's actually put together, very complex, very uh, very professional. Yes. My turn. <laughs> I have the bottle. So, but no, over twenty years, because the first year and a half we designed our relationship, and then. Went in 24-7, so what, almost 19 years. And it gets a little complicated sometimes because we had a lot of friends that were vanilla and a lot of friends that didn't understand it. And sometimes even in the kink community, people don't understand 24-7 power exchange. So they don't understand what it means that I have to ask your permission before I do something. They don't understand what it means that I have rules that I agreed to live by and that's what I need to do. Um, sometimes it's not understood that you say do and I do. That's, that's what we agreed to. So, and then you watch TV and then you watch movies and then you watch whatever and that stuff starts to creep in and it can make it a little difficult sometimes. So, at this point, I don't believe we have any vanilla friends. Um, so everybody kind of understands what it is that we do. And the things that keep me going is the whole idea that I represent you with everything that I do. And then we give it power each day because there's rituals that we do each day. So even on bad days, I still pack your lunch unless you tell me you've been up too late doing whatever, stay in bed. Um, But you give me permission not to do it. You don't tell me to do it. I automatically do it. When you were going to the gym each morning, I would set out, you know, pack your gym bag, do your lunch, set out your clothes, make sure the dog's taken care of. So my day is wrapped around what it is that pleases you. And I'm an extension of your will. But that sounds like mundanity. That sounds pretty fucking boring, right? Every day you set out my gym clothes. Every day you make my lunch. Every day it's just... Da, 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 right? Isn't that just vanilla life all over again? Except for, why is that not vanilla life all over again? Why not? Um, probably because I've chosen to do this. I don't feel, what's the word? Mm, I can't think of the word. Where you feel like, oh my God, am I doing this again? I don't get that feeling when I'm doing things for you. So I don't know why it's not mundane, but it's not. This is what I chose to do. This is what makes me happy. This is what empowers me. The idea that I get to take care of someone else that also absolutely takes care of me in other ways is, it gives me value, I guess is how I would put it as well. And part of that day-to-day is that... Side note, the water bottles... Someone's going to end up with a black Someone's going to get hit with this one. (laughs) It's like the AIS lube throwing thing all over again. (laughs) Is that intentionality of doing it. It's part of the power exchange, the exchange aspect, right? I'm sure it would become very wearing on you if you had to make the bed every day and I never said, hey, what a nicely made bed. If you actually took some of this stuff away to be nice to me, it would not bode well for me. 
So, and I don't know how to put that into words either. But if you said, oh, Dawn, you're doing too much. I think you should just take a break for a while. That would actually hurt. I actually like doing this to mm -hmm. make your life easier. And, and I will say, there was a time where you had to get have surgery. Mm -hmm. More than and, once. And you had to be on, this particular time, you had to be on some pretty heavy duty payments mm -hmm. for about a week. And you were out of it for an entire week. And I got to make my own sandwiches, and I got to do my own laundry, and I got to... Boy, that shit wore out quick before, oh, look, I get to make my own lunch. Mm -hmm. You know, by day three, it was like, I could just buy. Yep. Right? Well, I joke with people... Uh, these pants, I've worn them you know, <laughs> not that often. Why not just keep going? Well, I joke with people that when I do have surgery, and I've probably, what, had three or four since we've been together, you will actually knock me out, make sure I take my pain meds for a week so that I don't get up and do too much. Right. So, I mean, it's like, okay, time for your meds again because if you keep getting up and doing, you're not going to be able to do, and I need you to be able to do. So, right. yeah, I get knocked out for a week. Surgery time. It's like a vacation for you. It's slave vacation. <laughs> it is, but I can remember getting up from that futon in the living room. What was that? That was probably gallbladder surgery. Getting up from that futon and you literally putting a finger on my forehead and saying, stay, I need you well so that you can serve me later. Right. So, because I wanted to get that damn cup of coffee. That's my job. Because that's your job. And that's part of the tricky day-to-day -to -day power exchange is you and I have some very specific jobs that you have, mm -hmm. right? You get my coffee, you make my lunch, you primarily cook for me, you blah, blah, blah. And as a master growing other submissives and slaves and boys, I give some of those jobs of yours to other people. That was hard. Slave Gemma had to go through a lot of that with me because she was the one that started getting those things that were mine, mm -hmm. mine, which are not mine because they're yours. Right. So that was a hard lesson, you know, and it did, that is not your job that you get to give me the coffee. That is my job. I gave you and now I'm giving it to someone else. And not because of your failure at right. service, but it's a valuable tool for someone else. And you think, well, well, getting coffee, big fucking deal. That's not a good slave. No, it is. That was my because thing. Because my, my coffee, coffee being yep. prepared in a certain way, brought to me in a certain mm -hmm. way, uh, eye contact being held in a certain way. Uh, the water cup's even better. That's my favorite evil slave training trick because I never want my water cup to be more than half empty mm -hmm. and I don't want you to hover over my water cup. Right. Right? So the service of that, right, it's an intentional, active, day-to-day -day sort of thing that you can do. What do you guys think? Anybody have comments, thoughts? They want the water bottle. Maybe they're just thirsty. They ain't got nothing to say, but they want to drink. <laughs> you just waving back here in the back? Oh, here we go. Oh, right. Yes. So this is for Don. Mm -hmm. When you start, you said that like for you, these tasks now are things that you really enjoy doing. But when you started, was, did you feel the same way? Or did there was there like a period where the new shiny wore off and you were like, oh God, I got to get up and make coffee first for Dan? Um, it's, sometimes it's hard to think back in the past. It's hard to ratchet back. When things have ratcheted ahead. Um, I can remember. Making you? the bed. Oh, making the bed. Absolutely. I hate making the bed. Oh. Hate making the bed. Making the bed never made sense to me. I always had to make it as a kid. Never made sense to me. It's like, why? No, it's You're going to get back into it. Mess it up again that night. What is the purpose here? And um, Dan finally. So, of course, Dan heard that. And used it against me. 
And um, now my job is, is to make the bed every day. But with the way he put it was, I want you to make the bed every day because that makes me feel welcome when I get home. That's something that's like, oh, I can do that. That to make him, then, and then when I'm making the bed, I can walk by the bed not being made, and he knows that I'm prepping the house for whatever and maybe don't have time to make the bed, which means he'd probably forgive me when he gets home, but I'm walking by that bed going, mm, I want him to feel welcome when he gets home, so I'll take those few spare minutes and make the bed. So when I do it now, it's, it's like I'm thinking of him and what he will see when he walks in the door. So, no, I resentful, that's the word I was looking for earlier. So, no, I don't get resentful of, mm -hmm. of that stuff. And um, I don't, I was going to say I don't remember a time when I did get resentful, but it, it makes me think of something in that at the beginning, there was a time that I considered myself a submissive, okay? And to me, the difference between a submissive and a slave for me was when as a submissive, I always made that decision on whether I was going to serve or not. And when I'm making that decision on whether I'm going to serve or not, that can tend to have you be, feel a little bit resentful. Why am I doing this? Does he really deserve it? Am I really, you know, is this a relationship I want? Blah, blah, blah. And then it got to a point where I wasn't doing that anymore. And I was just serving because it was a pleasure to serve and it was a pleasure to be his. And that's where I think that switch happened from submissive to slave. Not that I was aiming for that. It was a look back and go, uh-huh, that's what happened. And, yeah. So a lot of times I'll run around here singing about my pet dog, Ginger. <laughs> and one day I come home, the bed's not made. And I said, oh, no big deal, the bed's not made, but I got to say something, right? That's how you begin complacent, complacency. Mm -hmm. So I said, hey, Don, you didn't make the bed. Uh, you know, I like having the bed made. Don's like... I, I made the bed. I, I know I made the bed. I remember making the bed. Wait, the memory's going. So, no, I know I remember making the bed. But we're sitting there looking at the bed. It ain't made. It's not so made. I'm like, whatever. And it's not a big deal. For us, this day-to-day -day power, day -day power exchange is the fact that we're not doing it for today. We're doing it for the, the long game. Mm -hmm. So I said, the bed's not made. She says, oh, I'm pretty sure I made it. I'm looking at the bed. It's not made. I'm like, all right, whatever. The bed's not made. I don't think Dawn's lying to me. She's not trying to get out of it. She's just I having a, um, a senior moment. <laughs> no big deal. I went on with my life. It's happened before. So The very next day, I come home. The bed's not made. Now it's a little bit, now we're getting a little bit challenging, right? This is that power exchange aspect where I have to bring Dawn back in there. And I say, everybody forgets things on occasion, but this is two days in a row the bed's not made. And this time, she's super adamant. Oh, I know for I know. I know I made the bed. I'm ready to talk to my doctor about Alzheimer's. I know I made the bed. And I don't give a fuck mm -hmm. about your complaint or your excuse. I want the bed made. Let's make the bed right now. And I stood there with my yep. little arms crossed. Yep. I said, make that bed. And she did so. You know, and I'm sure under her breath, she was like, what the fuck's going on here? I made this bed. Mm -hmm. I'm like, whatever, slave. <laughs> Bed's made. I'm happy. She's Day three, yes. he comes home early, right? I know I made that bed. We walk into the bedroom because I'm like, look, I made the bed. See, I made right. And we go in there together, right? I'm like, we're like, okay, let's the fucking gremlins or let's go fucking look at the bed. <laughs> the dogs <laughs> in the middle of the bed, <laughs> making herself a little nest. Totally tearing up my bed and throwing me under the bus. Right. <laughs> so, um, 
If I think Dawn failed, right? I'm like, Dawn, I expect Slave, you must do better than this. Ginger's up there trying to bed him. I'm like, Ginger, you're so cute. I'm like, Dawn, you're a big doofy doodle. Three under the bus. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, yes. So you just mentioned complacency, and I've found that in long-term power exchange, it's really easy to kind of get into the road of doing the day-to-day things and forget why you're doing them. Um, and so I need a reminder now and then, like when I go to get him dinner, he says to me, remember, you're serving me. And I'm like, mm. yeah, that, yeah, mm-hmm. I like this. Yeah. And I wish that I didn't need that reminder, but I do. And I think, um, I don't know if anyone else has any suggestions on how to keep that spark alive. I think partly if we would ritualize things more often too, that might help. But that's been my biggest stumbling block in day-to-day power exchange is not allowing myself to fall into that complacency and remembering why I made this choice to begin with. That's actually kind of interesting because usually when we hear about complacency, it seems to be the dom that gets complacent, Hmm. right? So to hear it from the submissive side is really interesting. And I know when I used to do your meds in the morning or your vitamins in the morning, he would actually turn from the computer each morning and he would do something different each time but usually he you know he would put out his hands oh. and I'd put him in there and he would make that eye contact and that just starts the whole day with that I am in service to him so he makes that just that mm-hmm. moment so and we, we stopped doing that because we switched up routines so and sometimes when you switch up routines it kind of it, it's, it takes a moment to get back into some sort of pattern. And you would always give me the same meds. I like a little variety. Right. <laughs> right. right. It was the same meds all the time. So, But yeah, that sometimes we'll do a day on where it's like high protocol all day. Or we'll make sure to attend a tea or something like that to try to shake it up a little bit too. Yeah, and this event has been really helpful to good. kind of remind. So. This, I was going to say the exact same thing. One of the ways that I keep the, that we can keep the day-to-day going, Dawn and I are very fortunate that we don't have any vanilla friends at this point. People that at least aren't kinky to some level or polyamorous <coughs> or accepting of the weird shit that we are. Um, but many people don't have that opportunity, right? So surrounding yourself, making a point. I'm going to come to a power exchange. doesn't have to be the power exchange unconference, a leather thing, whatever it is. Surround yourself with us. Go to the fucking mass meetings. Mm-hmm. Get yourself out there and be around those people that when Dawn sits at my feet, don't look at you cross-eyed or give you the, um, gee, it's the, too bad Dawn's not empowered enough to stand up to that creep, right? <laughs> I'd love to be chuckling if it wasn't before. this an example, I've right? I've had people come to me for interventions. Um, yes. So one of the, that's one of the ways with that we keep the day-to-day going is by being around us, it reminds us why this is important because this, I have just was explaining to someone two days ago, takes a ton of energy, right? It is a power exchange. It's power, right? For It is a lot easier for me to make my own lunch than to check and see if Dawn made my lunch and to tell her, oh, thank you for making my lunch. And all right, that's a bad example. I'm terrible at making much I would have just bought, but still, you know, that, that constant interaction. And then if you have multiple partners, it is multiple energy over and over again, plus those multiple partners, right? You've got this level, and I was just telling 
uh, Bell just mentioned this, right? I have a completely different power exchange relationship with my boy than I do with my slave, right? So when a boy puts avocado on my sandwich, I have to remember <laughs> the appropriate response, which is not drop and give me 20, right? Actually. Oh, thank God. <laughs> If Dawn put avocado on my sandwich because she was trying to fucking, I don't know what the fuck she was trying to do, she would be eating avocado. I I have no interest in doing that. Yes. I had to eat broccoli before at a high protocol dinner because I put broccoli on your plate. Remember the rule I gave you? No broccoli. Fat, no broccoli. (laughs) Yes. So because everything on the plate was white and I'm like, he'll understand that I'm just putting color on his plate. No, there was no understanding. So two plates, and he's like, drop to your knees. Drop to my knees. Broccoli. I had to take the broccoli back in my mouth. There wasn't even broccoli in the salad bar. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So getting to that day-to-day, right, is that instinctive, this is the appropriate response. Mm -hmm. That's where... I mean, that's the big fucking deal, right? Yeah, and... It's a, it's a lot of energy, I was going to say, it's a lot of energy on my part as well, because he's saying it's a lot of energy on his part, being the dom and always recognizing everything. And um, for me, I have always got you in my mind with everything mm-hmm. I do. And it takes energy, but it's also that it keeps me out of my head about me. So by having someone else that I'm focused on, I'm not just me 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 so and i actually like that so it makes things easier i like having that other focus what other comments thoughts Um, uh, we're not really doing the water bottle thing anymore nobody really cares i'll take it because i'm fucking thirsty um one of the things i was thinking about with the spark is uh it made a big difference to me with partners is having a partner who thanks me versus not that was one of the reasons i got in power exchange in the beginning because I would do the same things in a vanilla relationship, but it became tedious and I became resentful because it was never acknowledged, it was just expected. Whereas when I was started entering into power exchange, part of the thing I got as the reward for me as a pet and a little was good girl or, you know, that's really cute or that's really nice, you did that. And that was something that really helped me to remember that this isn't something I'm doing for myself. Like, this is something I'm doing for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know I don't need thank yous all the time, but I do get them. So he does remember to, to feed that every now and then. So. Huh. Anything else? Thank you. Me. Yep. Um, I was curious, because uh, when you were talking earlier, Dawn, about um, making the bed, it seemed like the switch was when you had a reason. Mm-hmm. What do you do when you don't get a reason? When I don't get a reason, it's all about serving him. Okay. It made it easier for something that was just so like, why do you need to make the bed? You know, to have that, that reason that, that made it easier. But sometimes I don't have to have that. It, it is. It's just about serving him. So, because I'm not always going to get a reason. He was being generous. <laughs> So have you guys ever had a, a point where like a, a rule or a protocol did kind of fall by the wayside because of complacency? How, and how, how would you 
we've gone through times where we've had ritual, 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 and then realize we didn't need that many in a day, or we've tried to do something, and I can't think of an example, but we talk about it all the time, about where we've tried something and then it just didn't work for us. Um, meeting him naked at the back door, that worked for a little while. <laughs> so, but uh, that's kind of hard to do every day. Especially and, when we were working together and rode home together. Yeah, that's true. That's that's true. So if you could just sit in the car for five yeah. minutes, I'll, uh... I'll, I'll get ready. <laughs> Oh, by the way, the kids are home, so it would be about an hour and a half before I could do that for you. So yeah. just sit in the car. Yeah, so we've come across some things that just didn't work for us. I mean, we, we make, we keep the stuff that works for us. We'll try new things, but we just keep what, what works. But you try and make it intentional mm -hmm. to say, you know what? You getting up and handing me my meds every morning anymore. We forgot three out of four times, and our, our schedule doesn't work that well. Let's not do that anymore. Let's let that one go. Yeah. So, and we could, and there's ways of redoing it because your meds have changed, your vitamins have changed, all that's changed. I mean, there's, if we thought it was valuable, then we could absolutely put it back in. We would just do it different than before. So what might you do if that did happen? Like if you were doing something mm -hmm. and, it, and you valued it, but like it fell away. Usually it just falls away. And then yep. later, a couple of weeks later, it's like, hey, didn't we used to do this thing? Oh. Must not be important, you know. Let's come up with something else. So, but yeah. usually it's... Or you re, you you sit down and say, you know what, this thing is valuable. Mm -hmm. I don't know why we stopped doing it. Let's start doing it again. Yeah, we've done that before too. Yep. Well, there you go. That's all you got? Day-to-day -day power day -day? exchange. All right. Uh, did want to mention really quickly, and I appreciate audience, please sit here uncomfortably while we wrap this up. <laughs> Amber from D.C. said, Hi, Dan and Dawn. Thanks for all you do for the community. Listening to your podcast has helped strengthen my dynamic with my daddy slash husband slash owner. That's very nice mm -hmm. of Amber from D.C. to say so. Uh, they also said that they've been in the MS community for just a couple of years, and there's so much they don't know. All this unwritten history, it can be difficult to understand. Thanks for the podcast to educate us. I um, hope we don't lie too often on the podcast. Well, and that's, that's kind of funny, though. We just did a leather class here at the Uncon. Yep. So we just talked a little bit about that. Me and Arcane and um, Boy Shane. So that was kind of neat. We have three flirty questions. Oh, are we going to do these? Anyone from the audience feel like answering what, the first flirty question? Okay, first flirty question. Wait, we have to see who's going to answer oh, who's first. Who's going to answer before who's you gonna know answer the question? Who's going to answer the question? All right, Boy Bell, what a surprise. <laughs> Boy Bell, what is your biggest turn on? Now, the uh, podcast only lasts 20 minutes, so please keep it uh, relatively short. Short and simple. You, sir. Oh, all right. Somebody just, else. It says so right here. That's the right answer. Good job. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Do the next we one. have a volunteer okay. for the next one. How would you describe your perfect kiss? Um, long. Long. Nice. Yeah. And not too wet. <laughs> so sloppy, sloppy, not it, huh? Not it. Long quick and, and not sloppy, not your thing. Yeah. <laughs> quick and sloppy. We have. <laughs> I can bring in Ginger. She can do it quick. Yeah, and I was gonna say Ginger the Wonder Dog. Ginger right. kiss is kind of like long. It's it's. She will not stop licking yeah, unless no. you tell her. All right, one more question. Anybody want to take it? Uh, they've seen the first couple of questions and now they know better. Oh, right behind you. Okay. What would you do if I kissed you? Kiss you back. Aww. 
Well, at least it wasn't a kick to the groin. <laughs> Don, the only tentacle on boobs we got came from the original... You got tentacle on boobs? What? I'm rushing, apparently. Oh, okay. Don? Usually it's tentacles or, or food, food on, on boobs. boobs. Yes. Rarely we have no we get food tentacles on boobs. on boobs. No food on boobs? I could go kiss. We should probably, yeah, do something about that. <laughs> but tell us about the tentacles. So, uh, the original beach pixie sent a squid stuffed in a chicken. Now, for those that are having trouble picturing that, be happy because it's not. I, uh, so, so thank you for studying. Tentacles came about because Dawn likes tentacle sex, right? A squid stuffed in a chicken. Hmm. I've heard of a turducken. That this is was true. a. That is true. Just a, not. A, no. A squid ducken. A squid ducken. A squid This is a squid ducken. You know, it squicks you. It works on levels. Awesome. <laughs> and also, Beacon Ropes sent you a very nice tentacle ring. I hope you haven't seen it. Because I want to get it for you for Christmas. For Christmas? These both came via the Instagram. You can find us on Instagram and see the picture of the day at Erotic Awakening. And we've been posting pictures. So we also have a new subscriber to the newsletter. Yes, yes. I'm going to let you tell You're people the name. You're going to let me say the name? This. Yes. Okay. So this person is from Malaysia, so we've gone international. Cock-sucking ass licker. <laughs> Get your EA shout out. Head over to eroticawakening.com and you'll find a link to the EA newsletter. Take a moment to support the podcast. Read us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends. If you like what we're doing, head over to patreon.com slash eroticawakening. Take a look at the options like this kind of stuff, extra content, free Kickstarter cards, and more. Bye, Dan. Bye, Don. Music. Do-do-do-do-do. Do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> <laughs>